0: In the shadow of the most powerful city in the world, the Capital Golf Gang is on the air with instructor John Ronis from the Ronis Academy at River Creek, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Gould, and former University of Maryland golfer Ron Thomas. And now your host from Afternoon Drive on the Team 980 Radio in Washington, D.C., Steve Zabin.
1: We are here on a glorious Thursday, the start of the Open Championship at Royal St. George, AKA Sandwich. And we will have a full recap next week instead of a half recap on, say, a Friday afternoon. But we're glad you could join us here on the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golfdom, in the main fitting bay here at Golfdom where Ron Thomas is going to get himself in a new irons again. What what are you doing, by the way, with your (laughs) new irons? You're not getting them from here, you're getting them from somewhere else. Ronas, can you explain I, this? I didn't no, know that. I no, didn't know that this no. was going
2: to be discussed. I mean, Psychologically,
1: there's topic. no chance yes. of explaining Ron Thomas. Anyway, uh, here with the whole gang, as you heard in the introduction, John Gould, executive director of the Middle Atlantic PGA, John Ronus, director of golf at River Creek and also lead instructor at the Ronas Academy, and Ron Thomas, University of Maryland D1 golfer back under Fred Funk in the 80s and winner of the Maryland Amateur Publinks in 2004 and a man who is addicted to irons, new oh, sets yes. of irons. <laughs> all the time. Ron, start with a shout-out to your son, Winston, who had an unfortunate Aww. accident on a golf cart.
2: Uh, he did. We were down in Pinehurst on uh, this past weekend preparing for the Under Armour Junior National Championship in Disney, and uh, we had just played number two. We had you know, as good a day as you could have on the golf course, and we were on our way back to the house, and Winston decided he was going to reach into his golf bag and grab his phone on our back bench seat of our golf cart, and he fell over and he broke his arm. So No! Yes, yeah, so Dagger. he, uh, you know, no Disney and uh, no Under Armour National Championship, but he did not
1: hurt his head. He didn't thank yeah. uh, God for have that. any right. major
2: injuries. That's so. a big
1: deal. I tell people all that, that all the time. People die falling <sighs> off of golf carts. Yep. It's die. a dangerous toy. It's all it takes is just flipping onto your head, and that can do it. So thank God for that. How long is young Winston out?
2: Uh, hopefully he won't need surgery. They're going to wait and see if the bone can heal a little bit. And he goes back on next Wednesday and um, three months probably. So the rest of the Ooh, season probably. rest of the season. We had three father-son tournaments is, lined up. Lined uh, up. So it's, Is he
1: devastated? Yes, he is. Are you devastated? Yes. But life throws life, these things. Now like it,
2: it does, and uh, we'll get through it. Ultimately, in three months, we'll look back and think, you know, that didn't take
1: that long. You that won't, you won't like laugh. They say, oh, we'll look back at this <clears throat> and laugh. I like to say, there'll be no laugh."
2: Well, the, the thing is, guys, is I was driving the golf cart in a straight line. We were on yeah. a cart path, one of the sand cart paths down there. And when you see your child on the Fling ground, yeah. and he said to me, Papa, I broke my arm. I broke my arm. I started crying, and I got down on the ground, and I held him, and... I'm ready to cry right now, but, you know, it's just the worst to see your child
1: hurt. Yeah. That's the worst. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. Well, anyway. He'll uh, be the greatest chipper and putter (laughs) in three months
3: (laughs) that the Thomas family, and that's something big to say, because Ronnie's a great chipper. The best. Uh, Pretty good putter, too. I went to to a long putter, though, which just kind
1: of rocked my world, I thought.
2: I'm back to the short
1: putter. (laughs) Thank God. Thank Thank you. Amen to that. And no anchoring for Ronnie. best wishes to That clear. (laughs) Well, yeah,
3: Winston, he'll heal. He'll be great. In honor
1: of the Home Run Derby in Major League Baseball, I thought today's theme for the show should be what else? Taking it deep. deep. Nothing quite as satisfying as hitting a bomb, to fly a bunker you've never flown before, to pummel one down a downslope and then watch it bound another 50 yards, to brazenly cut the corner of a dogleg, teeing it high and watching it fly over treetops and hazards and the deep jungle of double bogeys. I, don't, I haven't done any of these things in many years. <laughs> once upon a time, I did it once or twice. Everyone wants more length. And everything in golf sells more length. I would always joke with our our group, you know, Golf Magazine says, gain 20 yards overnight. Well, with all (laughs) the articles, I should be hitting it 468 yards on average because I've read them all, you know, 20 here, 20 here, 20 here. Uh, Even golf tees, they claim another four yards, like the brush tees and the stinger tees. They're like scientifically proven, four more yards. How about the shoes? The shoes yeah, is right. Eight more yards. <laughs> Eight <Right>. more yards. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you
1: hear Veronis laugh. There, well, there, forces, was, you, there was
3: a great. They were doing an. Uh, they were honoring Peter Alice last night. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. You know, because he passed away, and he said, "You know, I love when those guys get up and they and they say, uh, you can be anything you want to be.'" Well, no, you can't. You can't. I would like to sing like Frank Sinatra. I can't. You can't be anything you want to be. And sometimes you can't hit the ball a yard further. He said you can either do it or you can't. Yeah, you either do it it or you can't. And that's that's sometimes the case. I mean, I would love to just say, I'll tell you what, you can get 20 yards with this one lesson. Well, you can't. Maybe one person might be able in a million. But the quest for it and – the advertising for it is what drives us.
1: So I'm all for it. Players have ruined their games seeking more length. The most notable being Ian Baker Finch, number two in the world had just won the British Open, or the Open Championship, and decides he's got to get longer. And he just took apart his television set, it never turned on again. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> I, I can fix it. I let me get all the parts well, all around here.
4: I think, didn't JT mention he, he started going for more distance? Uh, Rory. And Rory. Him, uh, Rory. Rory, Rory, Rory right. just recently
1: did. Rory. Right. Yeah, correct. Thank God because he didn't go effect. too far down that road. So, with that said, what are some of your thoughts on length and bombing it? And what do you do when you really want to go deep? Start with you, Ron. Because you've got that extra year. I've seen it before. I'm like, whoa, where would that come from? And you're like, eh, I was kind of mad. Uh, first of all, address. You've got to get
2: a little bit tilted, a little bit yeah. tilted back behind it, head behind it a little. Why? And, uh, uh, because it helps you hit up on the ball, which causes which causes the ball low to spin right Yeah, to Launch fly high, higher. low spin, it's low spin. Okay, yeah, and to fly higher. Uh, I also like to close my stance just a bit, so close. I can come a li- little bit more from drop my right foot back. Okay, so I can come a little bit more from the inside. Promote and, a draw. Uh, Yep. And also um, promotes
3: more rotation to the top of the swing, which gives more time for the club to accelerate. That's right. And yeah, and
2: just I was taught a long time ago that separation equals distance. So, in other words, keeping the knees a little bit more separated, a little firmer base, um, just to create more tension and more woundness in the golf swing. Okay. So. And then I kind of almost get up on my toes a little bit, using the ground to push up. To
1: jump up. To ch- push
2: up, Basically, create that
1: force. Yeah. Padraig Harrington started doing that at one point in his career, and I think it had some success. Notably, um, uh, uh, Francesco Molinari, who won the British the last time we held it, or two years ago, at, uh, three years ago. Yeah. Lowry yes. won it last time, so three years right. ago. Right. It was before Lowry, and it was at Carnoustie. This little dude who was knocking it out there with the best of them, short little guy, and he was kind of doing that hop-up thing. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend that, Ronus, or no. are you more of a ground-based
3: guy? I'm a ground-based guy. Okay. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a use-the-ground-rotationally guy, not A jump-up-into-it up. guy. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. All
1: right, fair enough. That said, I figured, first of all, who's the longest guy you've ever played with? in a round, like stood next to them onto the tee and watched them hit?
3: Well, I mean, I, I deal with, uh, like, Mikey, Michael Brennan at, right. at River Creek can absolutely bomb it. There's another guy at, uh, named Connor Trainer who doesn't even look like he's swinging and Mikey doesn't either. It is a really weird experience. I mean, and I caddied for Mikey for 36, and it doesn't look any different until you just see the ball just go right by. The other guys that he's playing right, with. And the, right. one guy was like a six-foot-four blonde Adonis <laughs> that he's playing with. And he's hitting these balls that look like they're going a mile. And then it's just, and all of a sudden, we're walking 30 yards by him. So, and this guy Connor is the same way. He hits balls off my shack. Uh, so, that's carrying at 326. Oh, my God. Um, so, it's 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 a really cool experience when you do it. Uh, When you play with
1: somebody, Ron, who's really long, does it unnerve you a little bit? You can't help but watch it and think,
2: you know, this is a little extreme. Out of my league. It's a little extreme, you know. How (laughs) fair is this? So
3: in that regard, because I never hit the ball far. At one point, I actually could hit a driver, I think, when they were wooden. But (laughs) in high school and college, I knew that unless I really knew who I was playing with, unless it was a Jerry Kelly or something like that, if they hit it 30 yards by me on the – First hole, I was going to beat them. Really? Because I'd know them if they could hit it 30 yards by me and they could actually play the rest of the game. Yeah. But I get plenty of guys who can hit it far that can't play the rest of the game.
2: My, right. So, the story, the best story I have about being in the company of someone who hit it far, was and I've talked about it, this is when I caddied for Fred at, the, at Cog Hill. At the uh, Western, it was, and we were paired with John Daly the week before mm. he won the PGA, and it unnerved John, uh, Fred a lot. Oh, especially. That. that's got to be just, a he, magnitude it was just, he was difference. Absolutely startled and blown away at what he was watching. I finally, at one point, I was like, Fred, enough. <laughs> yeah, let's wow. do our thing here. Right. He's like, Ronnie, I can't believe. Look at this guy. I What club do we want to <laughs> get, <here>, Fred? <laughs> I got to. What are
3: we doing here? <laughs> Damn.
2: I see. We want hundred. to hit
3: three more clubs than what Daly's hitting, he, he, but yeah,
2: He a hundred and twenty yards by Fred. Holy sometimes that, yeah. it was absolutely
1: which, mind-boggling. Which leads to one of the greatest zinger put downs when you're playing with somebody and you're hitting it by him, as you say, "Hey, you know, I think they're building a Walmart around here." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It leads Where? them in and go, "Really? Where?" Oh, between your ball <laughs> and mine. <laughs> yeah. yep. I've walk, had that said to me walk. many a time. Oh, yeah, and many, I see it. Wait, yeah. many a time?
3: Yeah, actually. You fell for it more than once? <laughs> oh, well, no, 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 I go oh, with okay. it. I go, you go with, I I just you go, go with it. But the okay. first time I was totally like, what are you I talking know. about? Uh-huh. The first time
1: I, f- I fell, walked right into it, you feel so stupid. Yeah. Because you're already 100 yards behind the guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that he rubs it in your face. Right. Thanks I see it a
4: lot on on you know our tour, our PGA professionals, uh, you know, obviously big differences in, you know, age and flexibility and obviously distance. But do want to give a shout out. So yesterday I played in the State Open at Virginia Pro-Am. Matt Smiley, who's the executive director of the VSGA, uh, counterpart of mine, big guy, 6'4", 6'5", you know, big guy. We were the last group. So we came to the long drive hole, 440-yard 440, 440 par 4. I don't hit it very far, so that wasn't an issue. We see the long drive out there. He blows it by. So when we get to the long drive to the marker for the rest of the group, and this is only for the amateur, so he's not out driving any of the professionals, we, we uh, laser his ball to the, to the previous long drive, 52 yards by
3: the previous long drive. Holy smokes, He had 440, he had 113 in. He had 327. <laughs> so think of that as five clubs. So that's why length is so important, and that's why it is stressed in the marketing because, it, because it's the one thing where you can start to say, hmm, if I can get 20 yards – that 6-iron turns into an 8-iron into right. the green. My percentage of greens in regulation with an 8-iron is this much difference in my greens in regulation with a 6-iron. Therefore, my score should increment this way, blah, blah, blah. And that's the exact calculation, calculation DeChambeau did. Yes. Yeah, right. and that's why distance is such a sandwich, huge thing.
4: Sandwich out of the rough is better than 7-iron mm-hmm. from the fairway, yeah. percentage-wise, right. is exactly what he But that's
1: assuming did. that you can keep it in the playable rough. You know, right. some courses have – junk and disaster and water, and it's, when you're that long, it's, people think, well, you can't be wild. I'll never forget, Ron, playing with Dave Amselm. I knew you were going to bring him up. At the Potomac Cup, and Dave, great guy, he was like a long drive touring circuit guy, you know, so he had the big, long drivers and all. There's a par five at Rocky Gap that's downhill, it's number five, beautiful par five, but a big launch tee shot. I'm standing there playing in his group, and I watch, I watch him hit a space shuttle of a drive. I mean, just, just sailing out there. And it was a great shot, it was a great drive, it was under control, but when it's in the air that long, it's yawing just a little bit. It's not slicing, it's not even fading, it's yawing, right? It's just drifting, and it's up there so long, and the fairway funnels down to a more narrow width the further you go. By the time that space shuttle landed, it was in the gunch. And I said, well,
3: I guess that's the downside of being that long, right? Yeah, that's the curse. It's the gift and the curse. I mean, if you hit it, if you carry it 310, 320, so your ball speeds are in the 170s, basically, you have very little margin for error. Right. Okay. And that's how
4: courses compete, you know, or PGA Tour courses compete, Ryder Cups, you know, that type of thing, where they narrow down right. at that yardage to compete. But, you know, in terms of the amateur game, I'm all for it. We all need to hit it further. Let's get all those products, all those lessons from guys like Ronas and, uh, and you know, hit you as go. far as we can.
1: All right, I have for you guys what I'm calling my pantheon of long hitters who changed golf history. All right, it's an unofficial list. It's eight people long. You ready? Number eight on the list is the great Englishman Ted Ray, who once famously drove a golf ball through a phone book. This was the scene in The Greatest Game Ever Played. I don't know if you saw this movie or not. I did. It was good, I thought, Ronnie. It was very good. There he is drinking inside a pub. phone book there <laughs> man that's looks a good dangerous
3: game. right yeah <laughs> inside now zabe i'll say yes just like the analogy of oh when i was your age i would drive it right over those trees of course when i was your age those trees were a lot smaller <laughs> there were a lot less people back then Those phone books were very small. In fact, I'm not sure if they had phones. (laughs) they had 12 12 villagers. How many people had phone numbers? (laughs) Might have been three pages. Yes, Carl Swenson, (laughs) my my high school book report. Carl
1: Carl Swenson's number was two. (laughs) Okay, number seven on my eight long drivers who changed the game. Your buddy Mike, who swears... He murdered one on number 14 the other day and won't shut up about it.
3: I think I'm going to wait. This if I the... get a hold of it, I'll put it dude, right on top of my Dude, yeah, I perfect. you ever see this? reach out there and poke him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The overestimator. <laughs> I I now, dude, he's on the green.
3: <laughs> Are you sure? 550 par 5. You ain't <laughs> hitting If I hit him, though, you're paying for damages. <laughs> Not worried about it. Oh. If I would have got a hold of that, yeah. I'm actually glad I, sh- I shanked that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's great. I love that. Everyone has a buddy who swears, ah, oh, I killed one this long back <laughs> in the day. Okay, number six, the great Jack Nicholas, of course. Yep. Right? You're like six? Well, you, have, six? you haven't heard the rest of my list. Boy. Here we go. I believe that we'll see Jack Nicholas. Uh, Turn one loose here. Also, uh, well, taking a sweater. And off. it would surprised me. He's at 18 at St Andrews. Him, yeah. uh, put it right in the middle of the green. Takes off his yellow sweater.
3: <laughs> Look at also, how cool he is. I know. Just how cool he
4: was. is cool. Is that a turtleneck?
3: I think it is. Yeah. Kind of a mock flowing. Hair. Right, now, watch Golden Bears. Pass. Now, now,
1: watch how slow Nicholas is at address. Steps up Thousand to the ball. one.
3: Waggle Thousand one. Two. Waggle two. They said his
1: address was Thousand literally
2: to the waggle the second every time. Waggle, waggle oh, whoa, wow,
1: And finally, come on, Jack. Come on, Jack. Here we go. A mighty lash. <laughs> Be good. It is. Good. Look at the fans. Oh, it comes, and he's made it. Sprint onto the he's fairway. He's yep. going
3: through the green.
1: Well, now he has problems. He's driven <laughs> through the green, and he has got problems. Jack Nicklaus was so long compared to everybody else, it kind of put a shock into the tour. Yes, it absolutely. Not came on tour? That's why six might go. be, might be. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Tiger Woods. Oh, jeez. Is number six. <laughs> number five. Tiger Woods on the 13th tee. Jack was six. This is oh, Augusta. Geez. Perfect. This is before the changes, but listen to this. Tiger Woods has an 8-iron at 13. 8-iron yeah. at 13. This is before they lengthened it, but still. Difference in posture there. Oh I know, God. you're looking into that. Prior, prior to Tiger, the way he demolished the course in 97 with his length, this is the same hole that Nick Faldo... Famously hit a two-iron three iron something like that into yeah the year before yes Here comes tiger eight iron and watch what he does One hundred and seventy yards yards. (laughs) Easy-peasy right for eagle and sole possession of first place
4: Is that Chris Schenkel? Who's that voice? Yes, of course so classic,
1: PBA bowling. And it was, it was pure in the heart right there. Tiger Woods and his length changed the game. Now, to the f- top four long hitters who changed the game of golf Jack Ham,
2: the <laughs> hammer. You Woo! are something
1: else. <laughs> Pow! Pow! <laughs> Woo! Woo, who didn't see this infomercial late oh, at night once it. upon a time? Ah!
3: the hammer. mean, right, look at that club. It's like a putter. Woo! Boom. Boom. I wonder what this guy's doing oh, these what? days. He's counting his money.
1: He's doing low-level porn somewhere. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, long hitters who changed the game. You mentioned him. John Daly at Crooked Stick. Here's a little snippet. You know it well, Ron, because you were there. <laughs> <laughs>
4: But you and I hang on to the Squeaky. towers because we might get sucked in from the draft
2: here. This young Gary McCord. Hey, he's got a mere the ceramic driver head. Oh, Cobra,
1: look at the size ceramic. of big It big, a ceramic. Wall. By the hat. way, look at the size of Daly. Look yeah, at how it, young he, and slim he was back then. He's not tall, by the way. That's
3: probably the fi- size of a five-wood. Yep. This is this bunker, and here we go. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's
4: even look like he was a beautiful was swing too. Wild thing.
2: <laughs> you make my heart sing. You make everything short.
3: It's 150 yards and downwind, and if it's not a wedge, then it's a little
1: nine-iron. This was 18, I think. No, that's 16. Okay. To, the,
3: to the right of this pin, he'll be shooting it left. Look at that mustache. Yeah. son looks a lot like him. Yeah.
1: I mean, 16. makes everything easier, right? John Daly really ushered in the modern power era in golf. Number two, long hitters who change the game. Oh my god! Happy no, Gilmore. <laughs> like to see it. Never seen it. Yeah, it's not as no. easy as it
3: looks. Sorry,
0: ladies, I'm not the
1: I golfer. Well, you're it. gonna see a little bit of it right, right now, Ron. You hit a
0: ball past my ball, and we'll go straight back to work, so you can watch your precious hockey game. <laughs> Give me this
3: stupid club. <laughs>
1: Chuck and Rod have never seen this movie. Because I don't operation. like Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you need to get over You're that. Stupid. This is going
4: to be hilarious. Man.
0: Look how I stand. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? <laughs> you like
3: that? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Go back to work.
0: That house is like 400 yards away.
3: Is that good? It's
1: unbelievable. <laughs> so there you go. Bob Barker. This is and a the true story? And the price is right. No, it's not a true story. <laughs> and, and, uh. the, and the number one long hitter on my pantheon of long hitters who changed the game of golf, the Llama, the Dolly <laughs> oh my gosh. Llama. All it. right. I get on as a looper at a course over there in the Himalayas?
2: Loop
4: a looper? A looper. You know, the caddy. Look pro Jack. Jack. So I tell him I'm a pro Jack. I'm a pro j- And who do you think they give me? The
0: Dolly <laughs> Lama himself, the twelfth son of the Lama, the flowing robes, the grace, bald, striking. Striking.
4: <laughs> so I'm on a first tee. What am I giving the driver? Never seen it. He hauls off and whacks. No Big,
3: <laughs> Big hitter. Long. Into a ten thousand foot crevice right at the base of this glacier. Do you know what the Lama says? No. Gunga galunga. <laughs> gunga galunga.
0: <lagunga. laughs> so I finish is. 18, and he's going to stiff me. And
4: I say, hey, Lama, hey, how about a little something, you know. For the effort. For the
0: effort, you know. He's making he it says, all oh, up. Uh, there won't be any money. Yeah, you know? that's right. When you die on your deathbed,
1: <laughs> you
0: will receive
2: total
3: Look at him laughing So I got that going Yeah Yeah. He's laughing Because he doesn't know What he's going to say Which is nice He can't even keep A straight face Because that was probably The first time they ever Filmed that And he's poking him Almost cutting his throat With that pitchfork Yeah Yeah. It's fantastic He's probably been up All night But the llama He's a big hitter. Yeah, long like, hitter that night. Have line. I missed Just
1: anybody yeah. in the pantheon of long hitters in well, golf? I think you got to covered. Change comfort. the course of hitting. Kyle, The order Kyle, might be a little off. Kyle but the order Ber- could be a little bit off.
2: Kyle Berkshire is yeah. totally changing the landscape of We golf. need to get him on the show, Ron. Can we you yeah. take we that up? He guy. played
1: out at the Cannon Club the other day. All right, very good. When we come back, a special quick nine. We got three great architects here. They've <laughs> divvied up the nine, three, three, and three. I'm going to be a guest on this guest nine, and I can't wait. We continue here on the Capital Golf Gang presented by Golfdom. Thank you for listening. We're back right after this.
0: You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang. Four guys who all carry a perfect club, an alien wedge, a double-sided chipper, and a 20-foot ball retriever. You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, four guys who once dreamed of becoming caddies on the PGA Tour until they found out you have to take the blame
1: for everything. We're back here at Golfdom, Capital Golf Gang, John Ronas, Ron Thomas, John Gould. A quick nine is our little featurette in the middle of the show, which is nine hypothetical conversation starter questions about anything in the world of golf. And the creativity of the architect of each hole is always appreciated because sometimes there's questions you go, oh, I never thought of that. Normally, I draw up the nine every week and I let these guys play it. And I said, well, A, I'm tired of doing that. B, I'm running out of holes to design. So I said, I need some guest designers. And you guys have stepped up with some great Holes. Let's start. We'll go one, 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 one,
3: one, one, one. John Rona's first hole, quick nine. What do we got? Well, I have a great story. How many balls should you carry in your bag? And this is a reason I brought this up. We had the River Creek Cup this weekend. I'm driving around with our uh, senior vice president, a guy named uh, Maurice Darbyshire, who's a really cool guy, and we're riding around and. We get to a, a group, and we say, hey, how's it going? We're handing out water and stuff. And the guy goes, "What's uh, going all right. You might want to ask the guy I'm playing with how is it going, because he just made a 43 on what? the second what? hole. Okay. What? And I teach him. Oh, And no. I'm with the vice president of Club Corp here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, great, he's my student. Instructor. Yeah, really yeah. doing good. Glad we promoted you to this job. So we come upon him. So what happened? He hit 19 straight balls. He had to get over a a ravine. He hit 19 straight (laughs) balls into the water. This could be a record. 19 straight balls. First of all, I'm proud of him. He kept playing and came back the next day. He shot a 93 on the front side. Shot 152 or something. This is a record. It has to be I've never heard of it in my life. On the Golf Genius app, we couldn't even put a 43 on the score. We had to put all 11s. And then a couple 10s to oh, get his 93.
2: Look at, look at Zabe's face.
3: So, he, so then we, so we said, oh, we feel terrible for him. So we went and got him a drink, a hard drink. Yeah. Drove it back out to him. We got to him on the 12th hole because he was on like 10 when we saw him. He's in front of a water again, almost identical to the, t- oh, t- the second hole. And we watch him jump three more. Oh, my God. And I'm saying, dear God, just please let him get this next ball over. And he did. We handed him a very heavy drink, and hopefully that helped him the rest of the way. What, what about the balls? He so had he, he had. Out. So that's my question. Yeah. Would you have? No. Twenty-five to no. thirty balls in your bag? Of course not. No. So no.
1: What handicap was this gentleman?
3: He usually shoots right around high 80s to low 90s. Oh, lord! Smokes. Smokes. It just went How really off the rails. Roughly. He's 45. So he's not. 98 <laughs> no with a walker no and, and the not he's, 36 and he's such a good guy he's a and, really really good guy this
1: was a competition, competition in which you had to count every
3: stroke no maximum so again it's like the big thing that kept coming back to me is how heavy was that golf bag and right. how many balls do you normally carry
1: well, he clearly had an onion sack full of balls that you <laughs> uh, get at the golf show. Fascinating. So
3: I usually ca- – I'll answer the question. I usually carry I, like – I'll put a dozen or like eight balls or something like that. should be fine. I figure if I lose that many balls, I'm quitting.
2: Yeah. Right.
4: Cool. Uh, uh, two sleeves and
2: then whatever I have left over from the last time, but never more than that. A, a sleeve and maybe four used
1: balls. Yeah. Six, yeah. I'll have six gamers and three sc- scruffers, and I'll probably find a few.
2: All the same brand? Nope. No, I'm, I'm not. I possible. am because I'm sponsored, Ron.
1: Of course. <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course. All Callaway balls from me. I love me. It. Mine, are, <laughs> mine are called free. Okay. Whatever's well, free I for are me. Too. Mine aren't even the same color, Ron.
3: <laughs> Much less brand. Uh, Sorry for the length of that whole. hole. No, okay. oh, good. no, I like okay. that. That's All good. Right.
4: So when playing for, by yourself, do you play
2: two balls the whole way around or just selectively re-hit a few shots? If I'm getting ready for a tournament, I oftentimes will play two balls, but I, I just – I, it varies. Do you keep your score for uh, ball one I, and ball two no. all the way around? But when I'm playing by myself, I never keep my own score. Gotcha. I, it doesn't make sense.
1: If I run into traffic on the course, I'll make sure to play a couple because nobody wants to do that. But I played the other day at Loudon where I knew I'd not run into anybody, and I say, play one ball like it's real golf.
3: Otherwise, you're just kind of jacking around. I never play two balls. I just hate the concept of hitting an extra shot. I hate seeing people do it. I was driving the course yesterday, and a guy hit a ball. No joke, three feet. Cold topped it. <sighs> it went three. He's in the fairway, hitting a fairway wood. It went three feet. Yeah. He took a ball out of his pocket yeah. and hit it again. He, just he had to take two steps. A, one and a half steps yeah. to hit the next shot. Ronas. He dropped a ball
2: in his pocket. It bothers Ronas. me, so I never do it. Was he one of your students also? <laughs> no,
1: he was not. <laughs> 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 he was not. Thank you, Ron. The Erotus Academy is now a jiffy lube. (laughs) It's no longer in the golf business. That's great. Okay. All right. Hole number three, Ron. Generally
2: speaking, what golf course or country club shortcoming bothers
1: you the most? Can be generally speaking. Zabe, what's your answer? I would say mats on the range.
3: Wow. If you're a
1: fine club and you can't keep a patch of real grass grooving, for use at virtually all times, save for the winter or heavy rains, shame on you. And I see it more than I think I should. I agree. Uh, John Ronas.
3: I just despise uh, poor greens, so slow greens or bumpy greens. I just okay. – that's cool. all I,
2: It's a little bit of the rules nerd to me, but
4: I, I can't stand when the tees, the, the teen grounds – are not set up correctly. So, in other words, they're all the way at the back, so there's rough right behind it. Or if they're pointed the wrong direction,
2: especially on a par three, yeah. it drives me crazy. That's a good one. Uh, for me, it is service. Poor service. Uh, when I go to a club and there's no one there at the bar to mm-hmm. meet you to get a burger that you know, you're, or a hot dog, you know you're in a hurry. Yeah. Um, no one at the staff or at the outside. Bag drop. It just good. bothers me. Good. So,
3: wrote us. Wrote us. Uh Blind par threes. Blind holes in general, but blind par threes, should we blow them up?
4: Yes.
2: You know, it's interesting.
3: Played we're... one
1: in
2: Ireland. It's, it's uh, terrible.
3: Uh, when you kind you of was watching the going. open
1: stuff uh, last uh, night. What kind, of, it's just... what kind of blind? Uphill blind or literally over a hill over blind? Over a hill
4: blind. Uh, um, I'm thinking, was it Bally Bunyan? I think where the like the seventh hole where you just can't. You're, you're hitting in a direction yeah. in, a, in a yardage, but you have no idea. What they apart. used to have that kind of par a
1: hole three. at yeah. Aaron Hills, and they got rid of it. It was yeah. a fully blind par three. Yeah. Uh,
2: you know, if you have just a horizon that you're hitting at with no trees or anything, that's insane. Because you don't even have a, you know, maybe hit it at that cloud, but maybe that <laughs> cloud's moving. Yeah. Sure. But know. Uh, I'm not a fan of blind shots. I yeah. think
1: one uphill par three that's semi-blind where you can't quite see most of the green is okay because... You
3: can't always have downhill par threes. I know, but if you make a hole in one on a blind par oh, three like that's your concern? <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm very <laughs> concerned a, about Zave. I play a
3: solid three times one time around <laughs> okay. a year. I need to know right. my four so chances. You hate,
1: you hate uphill par threes. Yeah, Fair thank up. you.
3: Okay. All right. Next question. Do you prefer to drive the
4: cart or ride in the cart and Ooh. why? Ooh. I'm a driver. It's in my because, blood. Because well, it's in my blood for one. I mean, not on your yeah. golf cart, yeah. Lightning
2: McQueen over there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. uh, well, I think I'm a good cart driver. I know you got to know. And well, <laughs> I'm an, I'm I'll an tell you why. I'm an excellent, I'm an excellent, driver. excellent driver. You sound driver. like Brain Man. Yeah. 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 Well, the, the thing driver. is, and we talked about this on a show a couple of weeks ago, is when I'm, I always watch where people's golf
1: balls go. So I'm generally really good at driving right to that spot. Yeah, yeah. I like to drive as well because uh, I don't think I'm a great driver, but I'm mindful of this is where the cart needs to be to not slow us down. So
3: we've had this question asked before. I hate responsibility when I'm on the golf course. Okay. I want no responsibility well, is, for yeah. anything, so I like to ride. Okay, yep. cool.
4: I'm a driver too. I like I, I like being in the right position for like if this guy's if this is their ball. I want to be parked right there. Right. Same thing, just you know, because I, I know I'm not going to screw up starting when somebody's in the backswing or anything like that, and. I don't.
2: I just take the load well, off Ronus for and, and Zabe, Zabe and I are friends, and you are too. With uh, the greatest cart driver of all time, <laughs> who's that? His name is Jeff, Jeff Sheehan. Yeah. <laughs> he literally drive the golf cart. Right next to the tee on a par three at a club at, yeah. in Pinehurst. Yeah. I mean. yeah.
1: <laughs> and right next to his ball and take literally seven seconds from parking break to, to contact. And <laughs> setting down his cock. Correct. spinning. All right. Hole number six. Uh, is it me? Ron, uh, yes. Okay.
2: Uh, Steve, This you just kind of talked about this, but uh, what constitutes a great
1: driving range? Not just a good driving range, a great driving range. Steve? Uh, great driving range has targets that make sense. Not, oh, here's 189, and the next one's 192.
3: Okay, well, Zabe, then you just contradicted, now that we're in a court of law, everything that you just said a second ago. How on earth could I move a grass tee back and forth and keep the – am I moving the greens? No, you need no, enough targets. The, yeah, the targets. You need well, enough flags. flag targets well, I, and to have. Targets. I can't have 180 and then I've have seen, 170 seen, and 160. How many greens are we going to have out there? No, I've, it doesn't have to be a green. Just a flag. or Just a target. Oh, see, now target. that's, all right,
1: well, that's a, where I'll, I'll get to. But okay. I think any range should have target greens. Not puttable, but push up target greens with a bunker maybe to give you a visual.
3: Oh, but it takes longer to pick. Mm, I agree. What about? I'm them? with you. But you can't, how many of those can you have is what I'm saying. So you're going to have odd numbers, uh, no, you know four. what i might not have no, listened to
1: you no there's four targets you need for every range okay they great should, and they should be look like greens perfect
3: but they can't always be 150 175. well like. no that varies with okay. the okay all right thank you right. thank you want clarify to be, that you have
1: to be reasonably spaced i've seen them all over the place and sometimes they're off to the right and left i don't know steve what about a place to put your clubs lean
2: them does that matter to you any like a that? bag stand yeah the most of them stand.
1: have bag stands
2: okay uh John Ronas, what's your answer? No,
3: I, I agree. I think a driving range should be uh, perfection. I agree. I think it should, it should be perfectly straight, linear, everything perfect. The bag stand should be there. The, the crate of balls or whatever you don't – I don't like bags of balls, traditionalists do, but they're messy. I want everything straight. What's better, straight.
1: a bag of balls or a pyramid?
3: So I don't like pyramids. I don't like Why? really anything, but um, because pyramids <laughs> just, in all, in well, all of life. pyramids right. get knocked over and then there's balls everywhere. The, the crates, they do leak out, but they're probably the best source of keeping things organized. Crates with
1: the exit hole. Yeah, yes. that's See probably there. the – Is that what you Is that up? what you that's have? That's what we in, have, nice. yeah.
3: So I like those perfectly straight. Again, they're square. like square. And: um, John, So I just wanted you, to be have perfect you had to
2: make any changes to your range. Make, as the I'm currently of
3: Yeah, I'm currently making some couple big changes in that, and you might not like this, but by the end of our driving range, the grass is torn up on a. 15 by 15 area. You look down on that range right now. There could be one guy here, another guy 8 feet in front of him, and another guy 8 feet behind him. So I'm going to put up ropes with proper stained dividers, and the crates go on those. And then halfway through the day, I'm going to move the dividers to where the people are standing versus where they're hitting so they have kind of new grass in the middle of the day. good, John Gould.
4: Yeah, you know, what you guys have said is all uh, kind of in my realm. And I love now that the bigger ranges – uh, are, are a little bit curved, right? So you've got a little bit more uh, potential for where you're hitting. It's not all just straight line bashing. And, and, and so the targets, you can you can move spots. I can move spots if I want to hit a different shot. Same thing with the target. So if there's a 100-yard target from a straight spot, you know, maybe one to the right, it's 101. But in in with these curved ones, I might go over there and it's an 80-yard shot. I might go over there it's a 120-yard shot. So I can create my shots if I want
2: when, to. When I, when I walk onto a driving range, I – Thing, what, what I would determine it as great is, one, first of all, it has to be grass or have a grass option. Right. Right. I become despondent when I see... <laughs> despondent? despondent. <laughs> yes. Turf. It, yeah. it, I yes. mean, yeah. astroturf. It yeah. ruins nice. my right. moment. Yes. Uh, I need a clock. I don't understand why golf driving ranges right. don't have yeah. a clock. John, if you yeah. don't have a clock, go one out. Okay, yeah. um, <laughs> Water. I like to get my towel wet. Of course, they may have the yeah. stations there. But um, also, Steve, what you said... I, a, a 60 or a 56-degree wedge degree wedge is going to go between 75 and 100. So let's have something there, okay? Then let's mm. do a wedge or a nine iron, then let's have something at 125, then 150. I just can't believe, like I was out at Worthington Manor trying for the U.S. Amateur, and it's insane. You're well, like, you where, where, in? where Yeah, you, so. Yeah. You're very, right. you're very good. In particular. good. good. Do you, need good. A, do you need a mimosa bar and a, a three-piece uh, mm-hmm. string quartet? Tra- to no, but a TrackMan out there would
1: be good. I think track <laughs> Bethesda. Bethesda has track man. It's
3: incredible. <laughs> Hole seven, let's keep going. Ronas. Is an umbrella worth the hassle, or do you just put on the rain gear and get wet? It's worth the hassle. It's worth it for the grips.
1: You got to keep your clubs dry. It's worth it, and it is a voodoo stick to ward off the rain. I believe in voodoo <laughs> tokenism. You pack an umbrella, you pack a rain suit, ain't going to rain. Fair Ooh. enough. Yep. I, it was just like I said,
4: I, you need it. I, I, I'm okay getting wet, but I don't want my grips wet. As soon as my grips yeah.
2: get wet, I'm, I'm toast. Yeah. Well, of course, now they make the gloves for that, but uh, – I believe that I am, just like I'm an excellent driver, I believe I'm an excellent umbrella user. Oh, Uh, an umbrella expert. Yes, when it comes to towels. All
1: right, Mary Poppins, tell us why. (laughs) Uh,
2: Golf gloves. I love having my golf gloves up there. I love having my towels. And uh, I believe that I have an advantage on my opponents when it rains because I do manage my umbrella game. You can live under
1: that umbrella nicely. It's good. It's like an apartment, like a Bluetooth speaker. Completely. You got a little picture of there. I'm one of the guys. <laughs> you're
2: comfortable under the umbrella. You're like, I, this I like my accoutrements. When That's I'm good.
4: Driving and it. You're, oh, good, and you're good
3: at using them. And,
2: yeah. I am.
4: And, and there, he also likes his irons and his driver, so he's yeah. got it all. <laughs> Obviously, hole. Hole. I
3: designed the hole. I can't stand them. It's a hassle for me. I'm just walking through the rain.
4: <laughs> hole number eight. <laughs> Unin- unintentionally, because we didn't know what order, this is going to <clears> be uh, along the same lines. On hot days, is it ever acceptable to use an umbrella for shade?
1: If you're a man, no.
4: Which I see on the junior <laughs> tour all the time. But
1: Sorry to be sad. Texas, but yeah. no. A man cannot do that and retain his man card. If you're a woman with a, perhaps a more delicate constitution, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a dude, no. All right. Our, our forefathers didn't fight and die for this country for you to walk under an umbrella in the sunny day. Well,
2: you know what's ironic is uh, I just, again, and worthy to manner, it was 114 degrees, and no. I was using my push cart, and I you popped had the fire. umbrella. But <laughs> as I'm sitting here telling you about how my umbrella game is really strong, like 10 different times— the umbrella went flying <laughs> to one time on number 17, the cart girl, uh, who was very cute, had to get out and go chase my umbrella. Oh.
1: Then I gave her $10. You don't have to do that. I said, oh, oh, yes, I do. Does your umbrella have a mister under it, too, for warm days? Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked with all your accessories. No. All right. All right. I had last, no reason to answer last this hole question. hole, last number hole. nine.
2: This is very profound. Let's have it. Tiger or Jack? Which One. Of these guys is the oh, GOAT, boy, the greatest we, of all time. We don't have time on yes, the way out do. the door for this, Steve, so we'll make it quick. This let's is hear it. this is
1: worthy of a whole show. Tiger is the most dominant golfer of all time. Jack is the greatest winner of all time. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. I'll go right I'll with go that. Right right i right there. You add up all those second places
4: that. for Jack. Yep. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yep. Jack. Jack. All right, good. We're unanimous. Good.
1: Well, I, I split the baby. I can't say either one. They're both unique in their own right. All right, final segment coming up, boys. Great show so far. We're indoors at Golfdom. Come on by. Get fit for clubs, accessories, balls, shoes, umbrellas, misters, Bluetooth speakers, you name it. It's a superstore for golfers. We're back with more of the Capital Golf Gang right after this.
0: You are listening to the Capital Golf Gang, four guys who have to come up with creative excuses to their wives for those grass stains on their pants. You are listening to The Capital Golf Gang. four guys who only care about one trajectory on their irons, airborne.
1: All right, final segment here. It's been a great show so far this week. If you are waiting to hear on a Saturday morning uh, or whatever, hey, where's the open championship talk? We've made the executive decision, or I have, to table that until the whole thing is done. Then we'll have the full run of who did what, what the course was like. You know, we taped these kind of middle of the week, so we didn't really have a lot to go on. There was one thing, however, at the run-up to the Open Championship of note, which was Brooks Kepka finally saying, boys, what it was that got him peeved at Bryson DeChambeau. And it goes back to Liberty National <laughs> when Brooks says he mentioned Bryson's slow play. Bryson didn't like that. Bryson told his caddy to go tell Brooks if he had to say something about him, come to him directly. So Brooks did that, and then they agreed to cool it. And then Bryson, while playing video games and streaming to Twitch over the winter when he was bulking up, drinking a million protein shakes, said Brooks doesn't have any abs. And he was kind of goofing on him. And so that's when Brooks said, "Okay, it's on. It's fair game. And he's been kind of bullying bullying him ever since. That turned to the discussion of the Ryder Cup and how they're gonna get along. And Kepka basically said, It's only one week. I can get along with anybody for one week. And he said, Obviously, we're not gonna play together. Bryson was more like, Well, I don't really care, but you know what? You could pair us together. I think we'd do pretty well. Two different attitudes toward it. Here's the thing it's all fine and well till they're losing. you correct. Right? That's all it is. Yeah. It's all fun mm. and games, it's all tough guy posing. Until you're getting your ass kicked by the Euros
3: again, you know? In this new cultural uh, decision-making of how they put the team together, building a culture in the team room. You know, they talked about that. Mickelson and those guys got on that board and the pods and all the other right. stuff. Maybe you leave one off. If you're really headed in that direction, maybe you leave one of those guys off. That would be stupid, right? So you're going to have to get along. I wonder, though, as you said that, Zabe, I wonder – if it was a nerdery tweet or whatever from D. Shambo, almost trying to be a friend at that point by saying, hey, Brooks, like, it's like me saying, hey, Zabe, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're friends. Maybe he thought they were cool enough to be able to be friends and kind of joke back and forth. And then uh, immediately yeah. Kepka took it as a hit. Like, That's possible. Because he's just such a nerd. Yeah, and Kepka's and Kepka such a meathead, so you got to well, right. The Two interesting
2: certainly won't make the a interesting right there.
4: thing is that you know Bryson told his caddy to go tell Brooks's caddy to talk to me in person. Well, could have just done that directly. Right. Talk to him in person. Anyway,
2: so. if you saw the newspapers over there, the Daily Times or the Daily News <laughs> the had mere, just spread. Yeah. I mean, two-page spreads about About it. that? Well, they've of got 2,000 golf writers over there, right, too. Right, and so. they've also got uh, a European team that they're going to do all they can to
1: maybe get an edge or to right. throw a right. monkey wrench into the right. American team. So. I believe I read uh, an article once that quoted the great Jackie Burke Sr., still alive, 90 years old, living oh, in no, Texas. Oh, ni- no,
2: 96 or 7. Yeah, like.
1: exactly. Former Ryder, Copper, and Captain. Owns the Champions Club. Right. Talked about how the Europeans started to love kicking our asses and watching the diamonds fall out on the ground. Sure. That was his <laughs> Texas slang. Yeah. And that's how they've been. The Europeans have had that bonhomie, homie, that, uh, that togetherness that the Americans haven't had these past number of years. And a lot of people believe it absolutely matters in a team event like this. Do you guys believe it matters as much as some think? I do. You do.
4: Yeah, I think when you're playing for, you know, when, when you're playing for that guy next to you, especially in the alternate shot, but even in the four ball, where, you know, I'm going to make this putt because I know Ronus is out of this hole and I'm going to cover for him. And he's not going to catch any flack. I, I, you know, there's something to it because it's, it's happened way too frequently, and our we've got twelve multi-millionaire, multi-million dollar corporations on the U.S. side, and they're a team. And I think that- let's get something
3: straight, cool. You'd never be covering for no, me in a golf I match. I, I mean, let's right. <laughs> well, if I would I'm be covering stroke, for you if I'm getting a stroke. <laughs> I mean, can we be real here We're on the radio? No, but I well, think but I, I think he's strokes. absolutely I think he's absolutely right. That look at the Nets this year in the NBA. I mean, it was obviously the most talented team on paper per se. But they couldn't. First of all, they never played together during the hurt. year.
1: They they were hurt. We don't know what they would have been like. If they Regardless, were but
3: they didn't. Know. They didn't even get to the I,
1: semifinals, right?
3: I, I believe. Chemist- I think John's exactly right. I believe chemistry
1: matters in sports. I think it matters in the Ryder Cup, but I also think making putts matters. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Should they exit? Question: As we got to wrap it up today, should they pair? The two of them together.
4: No, 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 no. It's like Phil and Tiger. It's just, it's, no. it's a waste of resources. And if mm. they, and if they get killed, it's a psychological blow. Yeah, total
3: waste of resources. Hey,
2: I have to say something real fast. I want to give a shout out to Jim Furyk for winning the Senior Open. Yeah,
3: well, I, I mean I, I the I guy bet. who
1: does it his own way. Yep. Yeah, that move. It's great. Also, how pure does Omaha CC look? Yes. yes.
4: And State wow. Open Week locally. So we just finished Maryland Open. Jake, Jake Griffin Jake won Griffin from Argyle, great amateur.
1: Uh, State Open of Virginia starts Friday uh, over the weekend on TV in Richmond, too. Nice. Awesome. Boys, great run today. Thank you very much. I'm going to play the new congressional with Cliff oh, Eby, oh, a oh. listener who has invited me on the first day they're letting the unwashed oh. non-members play. Oh. It's 92 degrees, I'm walking. God save the queen. Put some That's sunscreen on that say. dome. Get some Thank you. Save how many golf
2: balls you have in your bag?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God I'm here at Golfdom. I'm going right. to get the onion sack of used ones next. <laughs> all right. Thanks to uh, Buddy for having us here at Golfdom and the boys for coming by as well. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another edition of the Capital Golf Gang right here. This has been the Capital Golf Gang on the Team
0: 980. If you'd like the gang to visit your home course, send your inquiries to Zabe at yahoo.com that's c-z-a-b-e at yahoo.com or visit the show page at www.theteam980.com and for free swag we're all in extra large so yeah thanks for the shirts